welcome to another episode of Amplified Marriage. We are on Season 2, Episode 7. Today we are talking about resetting your focus. Welcome to the very first episode of 2021 of Amplified Marriage. I'm Brian. I'm Natalie. We are so glad that you joined us. So whatever you're doing, wherever you are, you've heard us say this many times, grab a coffee. Yep. Grab your tea, your Red Bull, your Diet Coke, whatever it happened to be. Sit down, go for a run, put in your headphones, but get comfortable when whatever you're doing and have a seat because we're about to have a great conversation today. That's right. In case you missed our very last episode of 2020, we're talking about how do we finish strong? How, when we look back at at 2020 as a whole, when things seem so bleak and so um, discouraging, how does one then, in their marriage and relationships, how does one just finish strong uh, when things haven't exactly gone as planned. Right. So if you missed it, go back and listen to it. it I think you'll be blessed. Season two, episode six. And so today we're actually, we're going back into a topic that if you've been listening, and I hope that you have been, you're going to hear us talk about fairly often about um, uncommunicated expectations. Right, or unmet expectations. Unmet expectations or uncommunicated expectations. Um, About 25 or so episodes ago, our very first actual full episode was on unmet expectations. It actually is our most downloaded episode. That's right. um, Of all of the episodes that we have, it's taken a lot of traction. And in that one, we talked about um, the expectations uh, being known, achievable, communicated, and you agree upon those expectations. That's right. And today we want to kind of move into uh, a different way to start this year. And you hear us say all the time. At the end of our podcasts that we believe marriages can be reset and refreshed and recharged and restored. Um, and we're living proof of that. Absolutely. And so we want to start this with when, not with those four points, with two. And we just want to have a conversation about yeah. expectation and observation or reality. That's right. right. And maybe this beginning of this year can be that sort of laying that groundwork and laying that foundation for maybe resetting some of your own faulty thinking or some of your own expectations that either you didn't live up to or your spouse or partner didn't live up to. Right, And, and kind of resetting and, and reestablishing what that maybe could look like or moving forward. maybe for the first time in your relationship, establishing a proper communication going towards or healthy communication towards yeah. uh, reaching those expectations. That's right. And so I want to start this episode with a bit of a story. And so um, this is an expectation that uh, I'm kind of tailoring this towards every same man that comes home, right? In a relationship, I can relate to this because this, yeah, we'll get to that. But in the relationship of how I expected to come home from work every single day, or that was my even if it wasn't 
all of this wasn't communicated. Yeah. Um, a lot of it, some of it was communicated to Natalie, not all of it for sure. So this right. is the story. When I come home from a long day of work, I expect my wife mm-hmm. to have dinner prepared and ready for us to sit down so we can eat as a family. Right. Right. She'll be wearing an apron with no food stains on it. Maybe this is just old school thinking. Um, that I think it could be. It wasn't really drilled into my head and maybe this is a bit out of, out of touch and out of date. But because she's perfect like that and her hair is going to be perfectly done up and makeup is going to be perfect. Meanwhile, my young boy, who's only about 15, 16 months, is sitting in his chair uh, and eating with utensils, never missing his mouth, never making a mess, which makes clean up a breeze after we all finish eating at exactly the same time. Hmm. Like the mom didn't have to wait till the end because she was feeding the baby. Right. (laughs) Right. And then we head out into the Kelowna sun and we go for a nice walk. And we look around and it's just beautiful and the wind is in our hair and it's just lovely. And then we don't have to do any of the cleanup because mysteriously or magically we have a butler or someone who's going to clean up behind us. Right. And then wham, you hit a stop sign. Yeah. Right. Like it, the reality of that scenario. And we chuckle because this was us. You did have that expectation. About dinner. About dinner and being home. Yeah. Not about like me prancing around in an apron. And hey, if that's your if that's your jive, then you run with that. Uh, that was not reality in our home. Um, I tried to oh, have yeah. dinner ready and stuff because I knew that you were working long hours and whatever, and um, you like a good home-cooked meal. But I think it quickly, in my opinion, became more of a drudgery because even though you may not have voiced that that hey, I expect to have dinner on the table or whatever. I don't know how that would have gone for you had you said it like that. <laughs> there would have been a good bop in your forehead maybe, but you, the sigh and your facial expressions. And what? yeah, right? The the ways that we, our body language where it's not really communicated, but it surely like yeah. you said a lot without saying words. Yeah, you said lots of things. And yeah. I and your face says everything the moment. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I have to I have to have a, a prayer of Jesus my face because everything shows on my face. <laughs> Jesus all my the, face. All the um, levels of processing show up on my face. And so you would often kind of like the shoulders would slump and you would feel like almost um deflated. Yeah. Like your your bubble of what was going to be waiting for you at home. Got burst. Could just burst. You poked a bowl, a hole in it, and it just went. That's right. And there was no apron because I don't own an apron, and there wasn't. You know, like the reality was. Well, and so here's the second part to this. This is the actual observation or the reality, and this could be a, the first part. Could be uh, have variations of it that fit you and your spouse or your yeah. partner. And it could be different, but this is the the reality that I sometimes had to come home to that I had to adjust to. I come home from work, probably 30 minutes late and sometimes longer than that on the job that I was doing. Yeah. And Natalie hadn't even thought of dinner at all. Nope. Much less even had a box of craft dinner even sitting onto the counter. Nope. Because of this, my little boy is screaming it, his head off sitting yeah. in his chair and, and he wants flinging his food he wants to eat chair. something's going on natalie is doing whatever she's doing laundry she's mopping the floors she had someone on the phone and it just it, the house is clean or she got she got back we're late from work and she wasn't able to get the stuff on the table 
And so technically everything is just not right. It should have been at six yep. o'clock there's dinner and we're sitting at seven o'clock and we still haven't eaten. When I ask what <laughs> this this part cracks. Every me up. man right now, you're cringing because you've done this and you've not thought about when I asked Natalie, what's for dinner? She glares at me with eyes that could freeze a lion. <laughs> the the eyes could freeze hell itself. Yeah. <laughs> with an overworked, overtired, mom's yeah. at home. Can glare, it can scald your pupils, or so the legend goes. Right? I mean, being a stay-at-home mom is so challenging and so difficult that for you moms that that have children and work full-time, I mean, hats off to you. Absolutely. And after picking up my kid, I make my way to the kitchen, and I find that we didn't even do groceries that day, and that was the thing we talked about that very morning. That's right. And so uh, being the the man of the house that I am, I set my eyes on craft Dinner, which I don't do very well. I always or make the cheese grilled funny. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. And grilled cheese is easiest or peanut butter and jam. I put my son in the chair and just put it in there. I quickly grab whatever we can to uh, make her make him happy. Put down applesauce or yogurt or yeah. just a chunk of bread or some cheese. It works for that moment, and I start making those grilled cheese sandwiches or that peanut butter and jam. And then everyone sits and eat. The kitchen is left a giant mess because I'm not my wife. I'm not very good at uh, cleaning up after we go. The toys are scattered through the house because nothing got cleaned. I am just waiting to snap my ankle on a piece of Lego or something that the son left behind. All of that, we collapse on the couch angry at each other, avoiding eye contact, and no one is making a choice to volunteer to clean the kitchen. That's right. And I think in our case, there was eye contact. (laughs) I think you avoided eye contact, and I was staring at you, waiting for your (laughs) eyes to meet mine. Um, And we talk about it now because our kids are older, but it certainly was not funny in the moment. Right, right. And And, I... And what were you going to say? Well, and... if you if any of this lands of any kind, whether or not you got two kids, one kid, three kids, twelve kids, or your child person is a fur baby, right? Like <laughs> wherever you are in your life, I think to some degree, it's easy to to like we could talk like really unmet expectations are just a reality in life. Yeah, but because um, if we can communicate and learn to communicate our expectations in the relationship, the one relationship that you're really going to have to work on the most in your entire married life or your entire life with your spouse, your partner, whoever it is, that's the relationship. If you can make that work and learn to communicate, these other things have a tendency to actually just get better and improve because this is the relationship that you're faced with, the person that knows you the most. Right. Right? And so the expectation, no matter what situation this may land for you because everyone has to go home. Everyone has to eat. Everyone has to do laundry or maybe has kids. Maybe this is just you and your wife trying to figure out how to, or like I'm talking from a man's point of view, trying to figure out what's a blue job, what's a pink job. Yeah, we call them blue jobs and pink jobs in our house just because there are certain things that you're just obviously more gifted at, I would say. And there's things that I just frankly don't want to do that I just assign as blue jobs. Right. And so we're talking about uh, the expectation. And it's funny, Antonio Banderas has a saying. He said, expectation is the mother of all frustration. I've seen him say this actually in a couple of of his interviews. Uh, when someone asks him about a new movie he's doing, and right. what, is it going to be good? I hope it's going to be good. But and So maybe maybe his quote then isn't directly in regards to well, it, marriage. No, but I think if we were to just 
tear it apart a little bit. Unrealistic and uncommunicated expectations are the mother mother of all frustration. I completely agree. How many times, um, I'm not looking for a specific number, but thinking over the years, how many times that scenario that you just read about of, of coming home played out in your mind? Because I think a lot of the times, you know, we'll see, we'll see something on TV or we'll see something, um, the reality of someone else's marriage or what they're putting out there. And we want that to be our reality. And so in our minds, we create this scenario of what it will look like when I come home from work. What will it look like when, um, how will the table be set when it's dinner or however it might be? I think, well, and then even if we were to say, Adam, like what would it be like if we went on a family vacation? And then your car breaks down or right? it starts to rain. Exactly. Or, because those situations don't come into my fantasy of right. what... What if it rains? Right. And it's never going to rain when we're on holidays, yeah. right? Like how, how did you process? Because this was like a bone of contention Yeah, with the whole not having dinner on the table or your idea of what that looked like. Right. So what's the question? How did you how did you process like working through that? I think <clears throat> there there comes a, a point in your relationship um where you just straight up have to start showing some grace and mercy. Because the person that you're with is not perfect. Right. Um if you are unwilling to be teachable, and and I was unwilling. Right. To be teachable. For such a long time, I was unwilling to be. If you're unwilling to show grace, even though your wife or your spouse or someone has shown you grace in many situations. But for some reason, we get these expectations in our head and they're immovable. Yeah. Like they're, it's the most bizarre thing how it needed to be this way. But when it wasn't, I was unwilling to bend. Right. And I was a jerk about it about my response to how come you didn't do what I asked you to do. This was the expectations. And there came a point in my life where it was, it had nothing to do really with you except for my own growth and my own maturity. Right. I had to grow up and turn into an adult at some point and just be like, you know what? My wife isn't perfect. We have three kids or we have two kids at the time or one kid, whatever, five kids, whatever you have. Right. My wife isn't perfect. And I have to be willing to show her the same grace she shows me when I make a mistake. And she's like, you know what? I forgive you. Right. Maybe a few days of anger and there's some fights and you had to work your way through it. But at some point, you can't box up your expectation in an unbreakable, chained up box where nothing can shift and nothing can go left or right. Because if you do, you're just setting yourself up for years and years of frustration. That's right. And sometimes you have to to adjust well, and this is the thing. Once you you can actually be take take your expectation out of the unbreakable box, and actually it's a little bit more moldable, moldable mm-hmm. and malleable, and you can actually work with it. You realize that the expectations can just adjust with the situation. Yeah, and like yes, you need to have high like plan for stuff, have expectations of what because if you don't, you're just going to get crap. You nothing's going to ever work out. You're never going to plan for anything. You're just right. like I'm going to go with the flow attitude. Just doesn't work for well, just definitely doesn't work for you. No, I am not a go with the flow person. But I also think back to like the whole dinner thing, and you might you might be thinking, good grief, like that's a little 
unrealistic. Right. Um, how would one really going to get that upset over the fact that there's not dinner and like how ridiculous and, and I guess in hindsight, it is a little ridiculous, but in the moment it was something that meant something to you. And so over the years, like we've crafted and been really creative with meal prepping and meal planning and we're not experts and we still have not figured we're so out funny we'll go like a month of this like the best meal planning of our entire life and then like four months of just like let's do whatever yeah and so but there was things of like i remember us getting things chopped and prepped and things like that so that i could do slow cooker meals because with three kids under four um or four and a half i guess had yeah. three kids under four and a half. And so it's a lot. Yeah. But you were putting like, like pork pull or pulled pork in the morning. Yeah. And so just like finding creative solutions and helping me prep that solution when you're home. Yeah. Is, is I think what really kind of changed it where you were excited and it wasn't just the responsibility wasn't just on my shoulders. No. And I think that's part of, uh, of, Coming from a man's perspective, you need to take ownership into your part in everything that happens inside the house. That's right. Because I'm, I'm, I don't think I've ever been one of those guys that's like, oh, staying at home is easy. No. Because you can say that. And honestly, if you say that, I'm so sorry for your wife. Because if you have two children, three children. One child. And just to, to, to think all the things that you don't have to do because mm-hmm. your wife is at home taking care of your house so you can go out and work eight or 10 or 12 hours a day. Yeah. Laundry, dishes, and, and diapers. If, if it's role reversal, because there so, are men that we know that stay home. Yeah. And it like the amount, it's just what goes into managing yeah. a house. It's crazy what goes. And so I, I, I don't think I've ever looked at you and said, man, my, no. I think in joking I have, and I got bopped in the forehead because of it. But it's a lot of work to stay at home. And then right. when you add children to that, there's still, it's even more work. Then you add one or two kids, it's even more work. Yep. And so you have to have a, a realistic, achievable expectation in the relationship. And uh, there's a, a story, this <laughs> this young guy got, got married and he'd been married for like a month. And he did premarital counseling and he was thinking he was like the superstar of, <laughs> he's like, man, I've been married for a whole month. It's going really good. And she's doing this and I'm doing this and we're making this relationship work. And he was at a, a seminar <laughs> for married couple. He's like, oh, we're going to be the best married couple ever. Right. And the guy who's doing the presenting, he's like, so what's one of the, the, the biggest things you need to succeed or talk about when you're married? And he was like, he yelled out sex finances and communication. Yeah. And, or the, one of the biggest problems that, that um, are in relationships. Yep. And he was like, sex, marriage, and, or sex, finances, and communications. And he was like, yeah, I've been married for a whole month. I know what it is. Thinking he was, he pats himself on his back. He looks at his wife and he's like, they're both sitting there. And she's like, yeah, good answer, good answer. <laughs> and he's like, no, those are symptoms of the problem. The biggest issue is unmet expectations. Yep. And he sat back and he was like, oh, mind blown. I was never <laughs> talked to in my life about unmet expectations in marriage. Nope. Right. And so that's why we're even doing this. And so people can realize that if you do not communicate your expectations, you're going to live in a life uh, with your spouse of constant um, tension, constant frustration, constant um, anger, constant, constant, constant. We know couples that have been married for 10 years that don't even know how to communicate expectations to each other that have actually started taking on some of the things that we've been teaching. And you can see change, yep. see change in life just by communicating the little things in yep. life. Are, uh, 
And you've like you've heard us talk about finances and communication and sex. And and I agree. Those become issues when your unmet expectations in those categories go unfulfilled or unvoiced right. or uncommunicated. And so, yeah, they are symptoms of the real problem. The real problem is you haven't you've communicated. Got un, you have a, you have unmet expectations in those particular categories. Right. And you know, maybe you find yourself like, oh, hey, and this is that whole thing. When we got married, we didn't have any kids. When yeah. we got married, we our son didn't come till four years into the relationship or into the marriage. And so um, for us, it was easy. It was like, hey, well, to divvy up those responsibilities or what have you. And, you know, it was like, well, I'm home, so I'll prep the meals and you're <laughs> at work. So like this just works. And how not realizing that the moment kids come into the situation or like life changes in whatever, like you move or you bring a pet into the things happen and schedules kind of get rearranged. And sometimes that pattern that you've established at the beginning needs to be reevaluated. Right. And I think that's where that flexibility comes in. Yeah. And whereas your expectation needs to be pulled out of the the unbreakable box, it needs to be flexible so that you want the expectation and the, and the observation or the expectation and the reality and the reality to come together into one thing. Yeah. You you don't want it to be so separate from each other that you're setting yourself up for failure. Right. Right. And I think, like that whole, I think you mentioned the going with the flow. I think, yes, there's an element of once that has been expressed, the expectation has been expressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that's good. That's like, really good. If you mess up or you forget or, it, you know, don't beat yourself up over it. I think there's, there is an element of being able to relax in that. But just simply going with the flow with your spouse or partner because you're afraid of voicing the expectation yeah. or you're not you're not sure of what the expectation even have, is have you ever been afraid to just voice a frustration you've had with me about me to me <laughs> yes and i think it's not even anything physically that you were doing or not doing i think it was just that whole passive way that I adopted communicating with Mm. you was that, well, my needs clearly don't matter. That passive communication again. So why bother? It's not like it's going to make a difference in, in, in the day to day, because I don't know how many times I've said it and, and really did I say it or was I just thinking that you should know what I was (laughs) thinking? Right. Right. Like, let's be honest here. How much of it was me actually saying to you? Well, remember, (laughs) Remember that time that you woke up, uh, like I got up, I was getting up for work and you were so angry with me because I did something in my dream or in your dream that I did wrong. Oh, that's true. Oh, (laughs) and I'm going to compare this to that uncommunicated. I didn't, I wasn't a part of your dream. I wasn't a part of your decision process in that dream about what I did wrong. But you expected me that morning to, but you were so mad. You were also very pregnant. Yeah. And, you, and for those that don't think pregnancy dreams are like realistic, oh this was, I was living amazing race in this dream. And I was the biggest jerk in the dream. And she's like, you left me for your ex-girlfriend. And I'm like, what? In New York, let and, me say, like, I still <laughs> remember yeah. this. 
but you but this is what I mean. I'm comparing the uncommunicated yeah. expectation to this dream that I had nothing to be a part of. Oftentimes, no, that's true. Uh, expectations that are expected of someone else are uncommunicated, are like a dream that they have that you don't know about, but are expected to be held accountable for. Ooh, that's good. Right, and like, it's true. How how was I to know that I was going to leave you in a dream in New York for my ex girlfriend? Right. Right. Like how? You you couldn't because this was not ever something I had thought about until I had the dream about it. Yeah, you and your pregnancy dreams. Right? I remember so, that time I had to drive out at, at like 11 o'clock at night in the middle of a blizzard in Alberta to get you the bacon and cheese fries yep. from Dairy Queen that you had one bite of and stuck in the fridge. I was so mad. Yep. You were, but that was a voiced expectation. I expected you to go out in the snowstorm <laughs> and, and, I, I and was, get me my pregnancy I was cravings. expecting you not to make me go out in that storm, and somehow I ended up out in that storm. That's right. You were wise. <laughs> you were wise. <laughs> anyway, back to the task at but, hand. Uh, but just, I think, there's an element of being able to relax right. into a flow of communicating healthily and asserting yourself in a healthy way, your expectations. Right. Um, but... I think that's the key. You can't just go with the flow and become complacent in, well, I guess he's never going to be able to change or she's never going to be able to change because, you know, I can't, I've said this how many times, even though I may not have said it once. Which we actually uh, address in one of our episodes, uh, a one partner that wants to change and one doesn't, Yeah, uh, how, to, how to deal with that. Because there is a lot of times that, that um, in our relationship, you're like, Lord, you got to do something for this guy. And you're like... I think over the years yeah. of trying all the unhealthy ways of getting you to change, it really boiled down to like, okay, this is clearly out of my control. And you want it to be... You you realize, just like we've said all the time, that we have to be responsible for our own actions. Yeah. And, and, and it really changed the way that I even began to pray for you. I did want to address something that you said just a, a few minutes ago, is how um, once we start communicating these things... There's something that happens, and that's something that happened to you just a couple of years ago when you kind of were being set free from your uh, people pleasing. Right. Right. You had, you had, I had to adjust to the new part of you that was more free. Free in a, in a, in a good in way. In a good way, but yeah. like a standing up for my boundaries in it. Yeah. And I don't know that, uh, or just free from the burden of people well, pleasing. Both. Because I'm not a people pleaser. No. And you were, and it used to drive me crazy that you would, and we would actually have fights over that. Because yep. I'm like, you don't need to to do this because of that what that person's expecting of you, and it used to drive me bananas. Like, right. And we got into lots. We haven't actually fought about that for the last couple of years. Well, no, because... But, I, but here's what I want to get with. I had to adjust to the new freedom you had and how you shared your opinion. Right. So when you start seeing changes in your, your spouse, you start seeing changes in your partner after you start communicating these expe expectations, when it becomes healthy, there's an adjustment period that happens for both of you, because this is something new you're inserting into the life. Yes. And so I had to adjust to the fact that Natalie was standing up for herself differently than she was before, right. but I had f 18 years of me and that old uh, pattern. And the old pattern. Yeah. And so I find myself actually being defensive sometimes unnecessarily because she'd come on so hot. And Natalie is finding that her voice is different. So she's coming on like, hey, I got this voice. And she's coming on stronger than she normally would in the past. Right. And so she's having to adjust that way. Yeah. So when you start seeing changes in the relationship in the uh, like, that are good and healthy, yeah. you almost have to shake off as the one who... I wasn't people-pleasing 
Natalie was people pleasing. Right. She stopped people pleasing. So I had to actually adjust how I responded to her. Right. Just like you had to respond how you responded to me. Yep. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. And it was such an adjustment period. It's taken us like probably six months or a year for us to finally find that. Sort of a healthy groove because it's, uh, yeah. it's like that whole mentality where I found my voice and thus everyone will know my voice. <laughs> right. There was really that like, I was, I was, that's in, what I was, was trying to get to. Empowering. Yeah. 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 To, to have the boldness to speak my mind again in a healthy way. Cause I'm still accountable for what I choose to say. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. So being able to articulate my needs and my expectations in a healthy way with this new empowered boldness I had found. And which means I have to now um, respond to you differently and probably softer than I did before. Right. Does that make sense? No, it does. I'm going the right way. Softer. And I th- I think was sort of the theme moving into this year is like reset. Yeah. Um, reset. Maybe you like me have found a voice. Right. Um, and it, it just it, take this time to like really set those foundations of, okay, we're doing things new. Right. In, in this coming year. And maybe old ways of doing things aren't working and it's time to get a fresh perspective and it's time to reset what are the priorities? What's important to me? What what am I wanting out of this relationship? Right. Am I just wanting, you know, to live arm candy on my arm or do you know what I mean? Or I status of what you provide financially or am I wanting a life partner? Right. And you want yeah. <laughs> right? Like I want I mean, there's nothing wrong with having financial um prosperity and having a home and this and that and the other, but it's not going to mean much, in my opinion, in our relationship if you're not there. Right. And that's the exact same. I, I don't view anything. And maybe there was a time where it was like, it'd just be easier to just do this on my own. Right. And right. that whole grass is greener mentality we oh, had yeah. already talked about. But we are not grass is greener on the other side. We are water, water your own grass. Water your own darn grass on the side that you're on. That's and right. And you're going to have the best grass ever if you're willing to work towards it. That's right. right. So, man. So the, the the two things. It's not. It's not known. Those are go back to episode one. Uh, yeah. And listen to the known, achievable, communicated, agreed upon. We talk about um, unmet communications all the way through. Yeah. Like it. Everything. Almost every episode. I'm not even sure there's there's that many episodes where we've not. We don't talk or bring up expectations and communication because they're like we always thought it was those those three things: sex, finances, and communication. Right. Yeah. Communication is number one. Um, on it, that's about every facet of life. Right. That's work, that's marriage, that's kids, yep. that's friends, that's church, that's whatever it is, you need to work through your expectations of what's met and what's unmet. Because if you live a life of unmet expectations, right. it can be crushing. It will be crushing. Right. And you want to set things in place so you're, you take your unmet expectations or your expectations, you remove them out of the unbreakable box. That's right. And, and you, you talk be, about them. And you talk about them and you become moldable and malleable so they can actually work in your favor and not against you. That's right. You and, I, and I think it's important too to separate what is an actual realistic expectation and what is unrealistic. Right. And I think if you're going to be able to determine that for yourself, right. which is going to require some soul searching and some work within you yeah. to be able to establish like, what can I let go of? What can I choose 
like, what is, is this a do or die moment? Is right. this a mountain I'm willing to die on? Um, you know, you've heard us joke about the toilet seat situation. Is this really where, where it, it's make or break for me? Are you ready to let the toilet seat go? I am, but it's just fun to bring it up because <laughs> it, you know, for something as insignificant as that, really, it was something I had to work through. <laughs> Stupid toilet seat right? situation. Right, but I think for us moving into this year, it is that whole thing of just resetting and... um Reset your perspective yeah. on communication. And this is the thing. When you come into those situations and your expectations aren't met, we're encouraging you to let the observation or the reality of the situation take the lead. And not feel defeated when the reality is so far from your expectation and or your fantasy. Our encouragement to you is that you can, in fact, bring the expectation and the reality or the observation, you can bring those two and they can meld together yep. and you can be successful in how Absolutely. you communicate your expectations. So discard your expectations in that moment and did deal with your reality and let the uh, observation take the lead. That's right. And I think love covers. <laughs> love um, covers a multitude of sins. And I think it's, it's super relevant in dealing with unmet expectations. Absolutely. And if you have been enjoying this podcast, it means a whole lot to us when you share. And if you have anything about our this this particular we've got, one. Yeah, we've got some doozy topics we're going to be covering this year. We're excited. Yeah, absolutely. But if you have been enjoying this, we, it means a lot to us when you share and you let people know about Amplified, Amplified, wow, I can speak English, <laughs> Amplified Marriage. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram and on Facebook if there is a topic or anything you want to discuss or anything you want to disagree with. We right? love to have different perspectives yeah. on this show. Or even dig deeper. Yeah, we want to hear what you have to say. If you'd like us to discuss it, please email us at amplifiedmarriage at gmail.com. And as you heard us say in every episode and also at the very beginning of That's this right. episode, yep. we believe that your marriage can be reset, refreshed, recharged, and restored. Thanks so much for joining us. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.